in any moment you can choose to think of yourself as the person that fails or doesn't reach their goals or whatever, or you can choose to believe and feed the belief that, of course, this gets done. Of course, this you're the sort of person that gets to achieve these sorts of things. This is The Universe Is Your Sugar Daddy. If you have been reading all the books and listening to all of the things on how to manifest, but still haven't been able to crack all the codes to your abundance, this is the show for you. Hi, I'm Alexis Jane, coach to entrepreneurs ready for massive growth. This show is to help you unlock your unique abundance codes, learn to trust the universe and have fun in the process. Hit subscribe to join me and begin to manifest your dream life and have fun by taking loads of action. Welcome back to The Universe is Your Sugar Daddy. Today I have the beautiful Michelle Hext with me and she is a high ticket offer launch and scale strategist. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Michelle and I met quite a few years ago and I believe everything happens for a reason. And at the time I was working with a different coach, I was having a session and they were friends. And Michelle and I met, and then about two years later, I believe, I reached out to you and said, I'm ready to work with you. And then now Michelle and I have a beautiful relationship, and I love, love what Michelle does and how she helps her clients go from zero to tenfold in a very short period of time. So how do you do your manifestation process, and how do you bring in the things that you want and you desire? Yeah. So for me, it always comes down to clarity first, like really figuring out usually, actually, usually it happens when I'm getting ready to level up. So I notice signs of the desire or the need to level up because I'm outgrowing things because things start to feel heavier. Things don't typically seem to flow as well as they used to. And the things that would once bring me joy, give me really short-term joy. And then I'm looking for the next thing. And that's just a sign that I need to grow again and that I'm ready to yeah, tackle something new. So the first thing that I do is figure out what's going on and realize what is this sense of, it's usually feelings of frustration more than anything else and just feeling unsettled and unable to focus and things like that. And so I just pay attention to those feelings and it's like, okay, this is actually a sign that it's time for me to level up in some way. There's something that I've outgrown and I have like my toxic trait is to like stay in that place too long because I create these nice little areas of comfort for myself where things are really comfortable and things are going really, really well. And I want to stay there and the universe has other ideas for me. And it's like, no, 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 it's time to take another step forward. And so, yeah, I recognize all of those signs. I look at all of that and go, oh, I realize what's going on. This is the call for me to do something bigger. And so the next thing that I do is just get really clear about what that looks like. So I map out a future letter. I I get basically the bare bones of the big picture vision. And then I start to put some detail into it. I've done some study on human design and I it turns out that I'm a non-specific manifester, which means that the color of the doorknobs and exactly where the bed is placed and things like that aren't important to me. And so 
I found it really useful to discover that because I struggled to put a lot of fine detail on things. And I got in my head telling myself stories about what's never going to work if you can't get that level of clarity. And so understanding that it actually doesn't need to be really was freeing for me. So I get the broad picture of what I want, but it includes a lot of details. So for example, if I'm going for next level business goal, which is where it always starts for me, Um, I know what that looks like, but I want to also bring in, well, what car will I be driving? Where will I be living? What clothes will I be, you know? And it's like, I I know that that next level vision is going to require a different version of me to show up. And so I start to put into place the vision of all of those elements. Like how am I working? How many hours am I working? Who am I working with? Like I want to know as much detail as possible so I can prepave it. And then I lock that in and I probably spend a good week or so tweaking it, refining it, really getting into the vibe of it so that I can really feel it, see it and all that sort of stuff. And then I just forget it. I just forget about it. I just go about doing my thing because it's so locked in there that I don't really need to think about it very often because I just, in my mind, that's what's happening. Like it's, that's where I'm going that's what's happening. And now I just need to stay plugged into what feels like the aligned action to take in the moment on the day. And yeah, I just do that. I journal every day though. Sometimes I go back and read my vision if I feel like I'm a little bit disconnected from it, but usually once it's locked in, it's locked in. Yeah. And when you say locked in, so this is something that I really struggled with at the beginning was really, I could nut out exactly what it is that I really wanted but then setting and forgetting it and then just doing the aligned action. So what's your process to really setting and forgetting it and really locking it in? It's the identity shift stuff. So when you really lock in who you're being at that next level, you just be that person. Yeah. And so sometimes in that setting of the vision and all the rest of it, it's really creating like more boundaries, new boundaries. So if I'm playing at this level, what am I lo- no longer doing? What am I? What is my new kind of set of standards? And because I like the idea of it so much, it's not hard to forget. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I want that anyway. So, and I always feel like this is what it's meant to be anyway. So it, it's not easy for me to forget. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And when you say stepping into identity, this is, I find that this is such a big one for so many people who have created an identity that's so solid in their growing up, in their being, in their behavior, how do you really shift your identity? Like what's the process you take yourself through and your clients through to really up-level and upgrade to that new level to be able to scale? I think it's just helping them to understand that it's not a one and done thing. You know what I mean? It's not just a one-time thing. And so you've got to choose it. And especially when you're trying to make big changes, you might have to choose it a hundred times a day and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean that it's not working. It just means that it's an untrained muscle that we have to keep training and training and training. And so sometimes we need to keep choosing it again and again and again. And you're right. When we've been given a set of circumstances, when we grow up and we're conditioned in a certain way, and then we feed into that ourselves some a lot of the time unknowingly by settling for things and all that sort of stuff. We don't realize that we've been feeding that for so long and we need to starve it and start to feed the other one. 
because in any moment you can choose to think of yourself as the person that fails or doesn't reach their goals or whatever, or you can choose to believe and feed the belief that, of course, this gets done. Of course, this you're the sort of person that gets to achieve these sorts of things. And so there's no real one way to do it. I'm always looking for creative ways to just stay in that vibe. And it's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. And sometimes it's journaling. Other times I've been, <laughs> luckily I live by myself because I've been walking around the house, like having these verbal rampages about things, like in a good way. It's like, rather than writing it out, I just go on these like tangents, sometimes in my mind, but other times I walk around the house talking to myself about it. And that's working really well for me at the moment, having these like two, three minute long rants about, you know, of course this is happening. And of course this is happening. And why wouldn't that happen? And all the rest of it. So yeah, that that's my new flavor at the moment. I'm enjoying that. It's not something I've done before, but yeah, I look for ways to keep it fresh as well. Oh my God. I love that. That's what I do in the car. <laughs> I pretend that I'm talking to somebody on the phone and I have that wonderful conversation with myself and speaking it into the in, into my experience. Of course, that's happening to me. Of course, my clients are always sending me referrals every single day. Of course, people that are in my vortex are sending me referrals. And this week has really shown that because I started doing the referrals last week. And on Monday, I got a phone call from someone and then it's kind of just snowballed into all these different connections and people reaching out to me. And I'm like, ah, I love doing this. And it's a reminder for me because I know that when I do do that on a really consistent level, I'm sorry, consistent basis, it flows through into my experience faster than I ever thought possible. And it really is being able to break down and not make yourself wrong for falling back into the old pattern. It's about making that choice. And I've got one of my clients that <laughs> makes me giggle. He goes, you're so annoying. I'm like, why? He said, because I woke up this morning and I was laying in bed. But, oh, I don't think I want to get out of bed. It's too cold. He goes, but who am I choosing to be? He's like, bloody Lexi. <laughs> That's like, what we want to be for our clients, right? We want to be that, that little, the person on their shoulder, helping them to make the right decisions. Like we know we're doing a really good job when they're hearing us when we're not even there. That's good. Yeah. It just made me good because I was like, yes, I love that. <laughs> like, who are you choosing? In this very moment, are you choosing to respond or react to the situation? Yeah, that's who- it. And are you choosing to just allow it to process and then move from a different place, not from a place of anger and frustration and annoyance and judgment? Yeah. And coming back to being in alignment with that new identity shift, right? If you're the person that is fit and healthy and they just train regardless of how they feel, then if that's who you are, that's by default, you're going to choose behaviors that are in alignment with that. So when we feel conflicted and when we feel like we have inverted commas blocks and things like that, it's because the identity that we're trying to shift into or what we're powerfully choosing to step into is not in alignment with our actions. And so if there's a disconnect there, you're going to have disharmony. So we've got to figure that out. Yeah, I love that so much. And talking about health and fitness, that's one big part of your world that you've always been a part of. And I know that you've had some physical challenges and you've had to have operations on your body and you still figure out how to still be that healthy person. So having your operations and all the things that have gone on with you, I just think this is such a powerful story because I know that some people have had operations and then it's like, I can't do it now. That's happened. So I, I, I can't move through that pain, the physical body pain. So how did you do that? Yeah, I think it's so, it's a great question actually, because I go back to the days when I was training Taekwondo and I was a competitor and state national champ and 
been doing it a long time and was pregnant and just my mind went to, okay, cool. So I can't contact, you know, people all I could contact my, luckily my classmates let me kick the crap out of them. They just didn't kick me. And I, there was still so much that I could do, but I remember going through phases in my pregnancy where it's like, okay, cool. I'm moving pretty well. Everything's fine. And then it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to adapt and adjust a few things. And then as my pregnancy got heavier and heavier, I was becoming more pregnant. I had to adapt, but in my mind, it was not, I'm not going to do Taekwondo. It's like, okay, well, what can I do? What are the parts of this style that I can focus on? And so my patterns and things like that got extra attention because for me, it was like, just not doing it is just not even a thought that I would have. And so the same with my injuries. And yeah, I'm always within a kilo or two of my like happy weight, for example, and things like that. And so even when I had my last hip surgery was during the lockdown in 2020, I think it was, towards the end of 2020. And that surgery was quite significant and I wasn't allowed to move. Basically, they said, we want you in bed for four weeks. And my past surgeries, my first surgery, I was on the spin bike like the day after I had my surgery. So this one was quite different. And so I just went, okay, this is a really good time to focus on my nutrition. This is a really good time to focus on sharpening the saw, thinking about what is my training phase going to look like? What is my, and I researched the crap out of like the rehab that I could do and things like that. So even though physically my body couldn't do anything, I controlled the controllables. And, and I think if we ask why that is, it's just so deeply ingrained these days, but it's also, I know how I want to feel and I know the result of not doing that. Know what I mean? And so I, I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. I want to feel happy and healthy and energetic and all those sorts of things. And it's a pretty easy choice when you've felt the opposite way. Yeah. And I love that control the controllables. Mm. And I was having a conversation on the way over here around who are you allowing into your space and into your work and into your business? And are you taking on people just because you need the money and that's a desperation? Or are you working with the people that fire you up and light your soul on fire and you get to control who you say yes and no to that come into your business? Yeah, I think though, and I used to say it a lot as well, is don't ever take on clients just to make money. But the reality is people are going to do it. They have to because it's a, one, it's a rite of passage. It really is. Like everybody's got to coach clients to suck the life out of them so that they have the contrast so that they know what they don't want. And also, I don't know, I just feel like we're in business. And sometimes we, in a perfect world, we would never do that. But if you're just starting out and clients are really hard to find, it's going to be very hard to say no. You know, I know that you're better to say no because then the right client's going to show up like within an hour or a day or a week or whatever it is. But the reality is people are going to say yes to those clients. And I think that's okay. It is okay. Sometimes we say yes to clients because the money's too good to say no to. And I think just be honest with yourself about it you're still going to do a really good job for that client and all those sorts of things. And maybe that client is going to teach you about distance. Maybe you've been so close to clients and this is a client you don't want to be especially close to. And so it teaches you to have distance and then you become a better coach when you have more distance for most people. And so, yeah, I think there's always lessons, right? I think there's always lessons and I never like a blanket approach. And I I would never want any coach feeling guilty because they said yes to a client because they needed the money. Yeah. Like, you know, why would we want to heap that sort of guilt on people? You know what I mean? 
everybody does it. They're lying their asses off if they say they're not. <laughs> everybody does it. And yeah, for me these days, you know, I used to make people jump through so many hoops to come and work with me. And these days I don't take on a lot of private clients and I'm still very specific about who I work with. But these days I can take on a client that I don't especially gel with personally, but I love the project. I love the idea. I love the product. I know that it's going to be successful. And it's like, I've got a job to do. I don't have to be their friend. And some of those have been my best clients. Yeah. Yeah. But just, you touched on something else I wanted to talk about. You mentioned about who you hang around and things like that. So recently I flew to the US to participate in a mastermind and they had a guest speaker that came along and she will do 50 million this year and she's shooting for 100 million. And to hear her talk about that, and it's the same process as making your first six figures. It's the same process as making your first seven figures. It's exactly the same process. And so, you know, my goal of doing 10 million in the next two years seems so pathetic. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, what the hell am I thinking of measly $10 million in the next two years, for God's sake? So, but that's what you want, right? You want those people around you who are really doing the big stuff. And this is a legitimate human being who is legitimately doing it, who is no better than anybody else that was in the room. She just figured it out a bit faster than the rest of us and chose to keep choosing into it and believing it and doing the work. She had to make so many internal identity shifts and external ones. They, the woman that was hosting the mastermind showed this visual representation of her, like when she first started out and she was like a lot of us, right? She started in the fitness kind of space and looked pretty, looked pretty rough and had a faded kind of singlet on and just was like your typical kind of body. What's that? Beach body, like a beach body coach sort of thing. And then, and now she's like couture from head to toe and fully polished. And she's had to shift her identity one step at a time, internally, externally, throwing the cart before the horse and saying, well, my future version looks like this. So I better start being her now and buying the outfits and doing all the things. And I love that. I love to hear that she did it the way that I'm doing this, exactly the same way. And so I always get curious about, well, okay, so if like look at the same abilities and same outlook and all those sorts of things, what is the difference? Like what is the difference between me shooting for this goal and not being there yet and her being there? And the difference is just level of belief and consistent level of belief. And proximity to people who are doing billions. So her friends are billionaires. So it's no coincidence that she has friends that are billionaires and she's now suddenly on the way to doing 100 million. So that proximity to people that are doing big things will make your goals seem paltry by comparison, which makes them seem so much more achievable and doable. So really important to to have those people in your life where they're doing things that just stretch your level of possibility because it's been done. And we know that if one person can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. And I love that you said that. So I got into, I got invited to a networking event, which I haven't been to for a very long time. And I, in the past would walk in and say, there's the big boys and I'm completely different to that person. But I walked in and it was such a nice 
reflection of where I was in the past to how much I have grown to where I am now, looking at all of them and they're going, I'm exactly the same. You may have a few more zeros in your bank account than I do. And that's okay. What can I learn from you? How do I connect with you? How do I get in front of you more? And listen to the conversations that you have and be invited to more of these kind of events and happened that afternoon, (laughs) got invited to another event where there's going to be lots more of these people in this room. And I've got the list, the guest list at who's going, the person that's invited me wants to know who I need to be invited, like who I want to be connected with. So I get to meet the people that potentially could be business, could be referrals, could be a friend, who knows, but it's just that different level of walking in and owning your own potential before you think that you may even have it. And just really just having that presence and that energy about you. Yeah, I feel like for me these days, especially, and you know, I've been doing this a long time, but, you know, I go around and I see people like that and I put myself in environments where I'm uncomfortable in the beginning because I've got to grow into it. But, you know, what I always find now is that like listening to that lady speak, it's always just reaffirms for me. You don't need anything. You got it. You've got everything you need. So it's not that you need more time. It's not that you need to learn something new. It's not that you need to whatever, right? It's none of those things. If she was taking on clients, you bet your ass I would hire her. She's not. But she would be the coach that I would go to, right? Because she's doing what I want to do. And that's the fastest way to get there, right? Don't try to do it on your own. Invest in in somebody that's going to help you to get there because they will. That's their job. Their job is to help you to be successful. Yep. And I love that. And Michelle is one of the best coaches that I've ever worked with. And when we first started, I was still a little baby (laughs) in the arena. (laughs) I didn't really know where I was going, what was going on. And yeah, I pretty much got my investment back within the first two to three weeks of working with Michelle. And it was the best thing that I ever did. So it's like anything that you're doing, if you're wanting to be a sporting athlete, and do you want to be successful in that? You have a coach of some description or you have multiple coaches. Yeah. To you. So you've got your mindset, you've got your body, you've got your nutrition, you've got all of these different people. You've got a team of people helping you. So within business, having a team or having someone to bounce ideas off to help you see what you can't see is what is going to get you to where you want to get to faster. Yeah. And it's just that level of accountability. It's like, even with our work together, right? Yeah. I have some strategy ideas and things like that. And I'm like, have you thought about doing it like this or whatever, but you already knew everything that you needed to do. Like it was already in there. It was just pulling out the big scary goals and then holding you to them because they're the ones that we hide from, right? They're the ones that we hide from. Like, yeah, sure, make have another $20,000 month or $50,000 month. Yeah, that's fine. Like you can do that on repeat. Like you can do that as many times as you need to. But what about a $500,000 month? What about a million dollar month? What about a $5 million month? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, that's the stuff that we don't do for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that it is available to us. Yeah. It's available to you. and just exactly what you said before. If it's available to her, it's available to anybody. Yeah. Cause we can only dream to the edge of our re- reality or perceived reality. Do you know what I mean? We can only ever take our business or whatever it is to the edge of what we believe is possible for us. And sometimes we need other people to open another door and say, Oh, you thought it was this actually have a look over here. 
there's all of this. And then you're like, holy crap, there's so much more. (laughs) And then, and usually that's when clients get excited though, because they're playing around with these pissant goals that are not big enough. And then they're wondering why they're not inspired or why they're not feeling driven to push because like they don't need to, because they kind of know, they set the goal knowing that push comes to shove, I know I'll be able to achieve this. And so, yeah. So if you're finding yourself not inspired, if you're finding yourself like not able to manifest and not be in that zone, have a look at the goal. You're probably settling for something that's not exciting you on some level. Oh my God. I love this. I could sit and talk to you for hours, (laughs) which we've done numerous times. Yeah. Thank you so much for jumping on with me today. So how do people come and find you and get into your world? Yeah. So my website, michellehext.com and Instagram is a really good place. So on Instagram, I'm michellehext as well. And just drop into my DMs and let me know that you heard the podcast and what you thought. And yeah, that's it. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are welcome. Great to chat. And I love talking manifestation. Bye. Bye. I'm Alexis Jane, and you've been listening to The Universe Is Your Sugar Daddy. If you've enjoyed the show, please share the love by hitting subscribe, rating and reviewing the show in your favorite podcast app. Come and join me in my free community on Facebook, Project You, to get more high vibe goodness. And if you want more help manifesting the life you desire, you can connect with me. My details are in the show notes. Join me next time on The Universe Is Your Sugar Daddy. Bye.